Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fuck. So like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about, we could be doing it right now. I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't that. They literally get right here. All right, y'all, and hallelujah today on this Soulful Sunday. It's your girl, D. Scott, and I'm reporting to you live from the living room. So today is Church, episode 14, and I want to apologize if you guys have been trying to tune in every week to get your soul right or to get your healing on, and I wasn't here, um, because sometimes as the healer that y'all know me to be, verbally mostly, because I'm not like going to put my hands on you, even though I have a Reiki practice, um, I don't want to, I don't heal people that way. I heal people by telling them the truth about me, about anybody else, or any question that you ask, and I heal people by making them understand their truth, because the things that we are lying about are the things that are killing us. So as August is upon us, you know, we have to start to prepare for the harvest season where everything that we sowed as far as our incantations and as far as our intentions, because everything starts with intentions, um, we should start seeing a return. So spring was the time that we should have planted the roots. Winter was the time that we should have sowed the seeds, like figuring out what we were going to plant, where we were going to plant it, drawing out diagrams as to how. And when I say seeds, y'all know I'm speaking metaphorically, but from someone who, if you're following me on Instagram, at miss.d.scott, you will know that I've been talking a lot about farming. And I don't mean like I'm going to go buy a farm, like, and have, you know, livestock and small animals and things as such. That's not really what I do. When I say farming, I mean if I want to go get some lettuce, I can go in the yard. If I want to go get some tomato, I can go in the yard. If I want to get anything, I can go in the yard. I want to turn back to Mother Earth. And it's crazy because Saladin, you know, my brother and I, were discussing buying some of the lots in our area because we live in what is called a food desert. Don't worry, y'all. It's going to get real serious in a minute. We live in what's called a food desert here in the portion of upstate New York I live in, and that means that we don't have a source of fruits and vegetables and things of such for people to be able to have a space where they live off the land. So I was going to do like a hood urban garden people could come on certain days of the week, whether you were homeless or not, pick some of your 
you know, fruits and vegetables and live on it because you don't need meat to live. You don't. And I'm not saying that because I'm a vegetarian. I was a vegetarian many moons ago until that anemia flared up. And, you know, now, you know, she has to eat meats here and there. However, my first thing of choice is always going to be green leafy vegetables, onions, fruits, things like that. My son was eating fruits and vegetables. He was a vegetarian until we moved up to upstate New York, and my mother was having none of that. So let's get back to karma. So I know that you guys, um, I'm giving you little lessons and things for you to research because I'm not going to tell you everything. And one of the things that is, is a huge component in the way that some people act is karma. So little Duval uh, had a post today, and, you know, I definitely want to take some time to send my condolences to the victims of the shooting, and not just the victims of the shooting, but the probable victims for the next 100 years of that shooting, the people that are going to suffer because those people in El Paso and those people in Ohio died, okay? Um, I'm a huge advocate of gun safety. I'm a huge advocate of gun laws and gun control, and I am also a huge advocate that you should be able to carry. Is an AK-47 or an AR-15 necessary for day-to-day wear and tear? No, it's not. So I will agree with you on that. But I also do believe that if you were to step to me the wrong way, that I have the right to lay you out if I need to, to protect me and my family. You're not going to hurt me in the name of your family or your belief system. You're not going to hurt my family, right? Um, And I don't have a way to retaliate. So we definitely need to take a moment of silence for the victims of mass terrorist movements that happened here in the United States. Now, let's get back to karma. Little Duval, who I don't care what anyone says, he is our prophet, he is our sage in this in this lifetime. He is our ancestor. I don't know which one he is, but he's a wise one. And he spoke today and he said they went to another country, him and his lady, and they were like, you know, what what is your crime level over here? And he said, uh, and the lady said, we have little to no crime. And and Lil Duval and his woman said, well, why is that? And she said, oh, well, because we believe in karma. And that's very, very powerful because I had these conversations before on my Tell the Truth Tuesday show and my Manic Monday show about how I used to think that we were all gods. So the show American Gods really changed uh, the way I view people and how I treat people, not in the sense of that it's fictional characters and things like that, but in my world it's something that could really happen, that what if a lot of us were gods right, which we are, Um, but I used to think we were all gods, and I also made the fatal mistake of thinking that we were all kings and queens, and uh, no, we're not, not because you're not realized, not because you're not woke, but just because if everybody was a god and everybody was a king and queen, who would tend the field, who would be the housekeepers, who would be the kingmaker, who would bear the children, who would nurse the children, like, we're not all kings and queens, and we are not all gods. Um, and that was a hard realization for me to come to terms with because I used to treat people like, you know what, he probably is the god of this. Right? Everybody has their niche. So whether that's you're a woodworker, do y'all hear this cat? So whether that's you're a woodworker, you're a mason, you lay cement, you lay concrete, 
you're, you know, somebody that works in the field. All of those are viable jobs that were necessary back in king and queen time. So that's why I don't understand why we sniff our nose at sanitation and we sniff our nose at housekeeper. These are the people. So you think that your queen was just going and bathing herself by herself? No. She had, you know, uh, chambermaids. That's what they were for. So a lot of these roles that you guys are criticizing out here in this thing that we call life, you're not built for them anyway. You're not built to go clean up somebody's mess. You're not built, and I'm not saying that in a good way. I'm saying that in a bad way. You don't have enough sense to put your pride to the side and say, you know what, let me serve my king or let me serve my queen because your pride will not allow you to do it. Okay, my pride ain't going to never get in the way of me being able to feed my family. It's never going to happen. If that's what I have to do, then that's what I have to do. And some people don't realize that you are born into this era. So, yeah, kings and queens are born, but they're also crowned, okay? And that means that if you are in a situation where you weren't born with a silver spoon or you weren't born into some sort of last name, that you have to earn your way out here. You don't just wake up and you're just like, oh, and by the way, I'm a princess and I'm a queen. I don't believe in that. I believe that we were all born to do something. Now, I could tell you what my birthright is, but then it would sound like I'm bragging, okay? So I'm not going to do that. Now, what I can tell you is that we're not all gods either, right? We're sitting up here, and the topic of discussion this week is Lori Harvey with Diddy. Yeah, you're a queen, right, because that's what you said, right? Let me tell you about your karma, why you shouldn't talk trash about people and you don't know them, right? You do understand that about 90% of the kings, all the kings, Henry, the Tudors, all of them. I don't care if they were in Africa. I don't care if they were in certain parts of Egypt. I don't care if they were in Ethiopia. I don't care if they were in England. You do know that the king can marry whoever he wants to marry. And sometimes his bride was 11 and 12 years old. Henry Tudor's mother was 13 years old, Margaret, when she gave birth to him. Okay? All right? That Henry ended up moving forth, bearing children, who then turned out to wed the likes of, what is her name, uh, Jane Seymour. That's where the whole story of Anne Boleyn came in, which is what the daughter of her was Queen Elizabeth I, the one that said that she didn't want to marry none of you hoes, that, that whole situation. So when you really study kings and queens, the Lori Harvey and Diddy situation isn't so far-fetched, right? I've been told y'all to stop listening to Steve Harvey. Now, when Marjorie Harvey write a book, oh, I'm buying it. I will buy 5,000 copies because I told y'all before, it's not that Marjorie Harvey is a hoe. I don't really think we can call that a hoe, honey. No, 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 honey. You can't call somebody like that a hoe. You marry cousins or brothers or whatever you did, bore children to both of them. Yes, beautiful indeed. But, honey, that beauty, that beauty and that snapper ain't the only thing that kept those men chained to her. I don't care if they was in Mississippi or Montauk, okay? Lori Harvey, everybody's like, oh, she's just like her mom, the karma. What do you mean the karma? The karma is what? She's going to be rich? Her stepdad, her dad is Steve Harvey. That man worth, I think, I think something like $100, $200 Money begets money, Okay. So when we talk about karma, how is what Marjorie Harvey did going to be funny to what 
her daughter is doing. It's not. You think that Steve, and I'm going to tell you something, and I'm saying this today, if Diddy is serious about Lori Harvey, oh, honey, they've been together. They didn't just all get up one day and decide to go to Italy. I truly believe, like one of the viewers said, that he, the reason she was around the sun in the first place is because she was dating Diddy. Okay? Diddy is the queen of waste each other's time, 2000, or Diddy is the king of waste each other's time for a decade, the 2000 and, and to 2019 edition. He's done it notoriously. I think Diddy is actually in a very volatile and serious situation where he might be thinking, you know what, let me go sit my black tail down. I already lost Kim Porter. My children are happy. My children are healthy. And you know what? I can marry someone else who's rich. Think about what the women in Diddy's life from Misa all the way down did, a bunch of nothing. So here you have Lori Harvey, even though she's not doing anything. I don't know what Lori Harvey does. I think she might be a model, something. She's beautiful. But guess what? She went from her little raggedy boyfriend who was cheating on her, doing whatever he wanted to do because he couldn't, you know, see the forest for the trees, to now you dating Diddy? Are you crazy? Diddy going to put a rock on it and marry her, I, I guesstimate, within about a year. She's not going to have no baby to Diddy until now. I bet you her mama told her that. She ain't going to have no baby to Diddy until she gets that ring and gets married. It's not even about the ring. It's about marriage. And that's probably what they was having a conversation with Steve about. Now, when we talk about karma, remember I told y'all that y'all got to stop thinking that. And I always use this example because this is a reason why a lot of y'all lives is in turmoil. Y'all will sit up there, catch a man doing what he do, right? Catch a man doing what he do. And be mad at the girl cursing her, but you still mess with the dude. You understand that it was not just to the tangle, but that he's actually the one that owes you the loyalty. Now, y'all know how I feel about if it was your sister or your mama or your cousin. And I watched countless women time after time after time be mad at the girl. Let's just say it was your friend. You'll be mad at the girl, but stay with the dude. Like, who and what is it that you're trying to prove? So just like she's going to get some karma if she betrayed you, he's going to get it too. So y'all be wishing bad on these women that couldn't care less about you at all. And really what you're doing is putting that negative connotation on the person that you choose to still sleep with, right? So karma was in in the Hindu and Buddhist uh, belief system, religion, that whatever you put out into the universe, good or bad, is going to come back. But I think that we only focus on the bad karma, not realizing that when you've been a good person. I'll put it to you like this. I got into a legal situation a few years back, and I was was bailed out of that situation within 2.5 seconds. But it warmed my heart to know that some mysterious nine other people had called to get me out of that bind. Nine. Okay, so to them I say thank you because I didn't know I had nine friends. And I was, watching the, uh, I was watching this movie on Netflix. It's called The Black Godfather. And they're talking about a gentleman that was in the music industry for years and years and years, and he basically almost functioned as an agent. And what he said was, he said, you know what, I don't have problems because I have friends. Okay, he said, I don't have problems because I, I, I have friends, you know, and it's about uh, Clarence Avant, and uh, it was an excellent film. It was about how he brokered the deals for all, like for Janet Jackson and, and Reginald Hudlin and all these different people, even down to, I believe it was uh, Hank Aaron, 
when he beat Babe Ruth's record, he's the one that called Coca-Cola and said, look, niggas love Coca-Cola. Why is this man not, you know, getting these endorsement deals? But for the record, because he was doing what he was blessed to be here to do, which is negotiate, he had friends that were Jewish. He had friends, He's the person that brought Sammy Davis Jr. back into the black light because people hated him for things that were going on during different presidential things. So his karma, right, when it was time for him to lose his house and he had lost his business and things like that, he was able to go to people and they offered without no questions asked because he stood on his word and he did what he said he was going to do by people. And that's rare, you know. So I always tell people, if you're going to say something snide or snotty to me, make sure you stand on it because I promise you I'll, I'll outdo you in this game of life long Long, long after you're still complaining and upset about something, I've moved on to 50 other different things. Okay, and I think it's important for people to understand that there's good karma too. You know, somebody, and, and this is so endearing to me. So my son wrote a book probably about five years ago. He's got a sequel coming. You know, books come in their own time. They're like babies. And I didn't realize that one of my followers was a teacher. And I don't talk about, the charitable stuff that I do and things like that, not just because it looks like bragging, but just because I'd rather you find out later. I think it's much more potent and efficient that when you find out that the, the reason that I'm so adamant about the murals that are going up in Niagara Falls, New York, is because I sat on the board that actually chose the artists that got to do their murals, okay? There were 12 artists. I believe we chose five. Okay, I'm thankful for that opportunity but you won't see me saying that all over the Internet because that's, you know, that's not what we do, right? So I have one of my followers. She's a teacher. She put up all these pictures of books, and sometimes I have to pull my proverbial dick out. And um, I said, wow, I don't see my son's book up here in the list of books that you would love to get for your class. And she's like, wow, I didn't even know, you know, that your son wrote a book so I tagged her in it. And she said, I'd love to be able to afford it, but, you know, we don't have the money in the budget. Not a problem. How many books you need, 30 or 60? She was in tears. And you see, that's all it takes is for you to make somebody's day. Now, I'm going to get the money anyway to my books, and I own the publishing. I publish and print them whenever I feel like it. It was then that I found out that my son's books are available at Barnes & Noble, textbooks.com. So his books actually sell just as much as mine do, right? And we know that because that's the account that it goes into. So when you're blessed, you continue to bless other people. You're not doing things to get people to do it back for you. No, you're doing things because that's what makes you feel good. That's what makes you happy. I'm not in a place where I want to destroy people right now. Even though people will see me destroy it, you see it didn't work. You're probably somewhere punching the air right now because you're mad that my show is five years old now. We have a toddler show. We have a a kindergartner show. Uh, My show started this time five years ago. And who would have thought that we would have went from Manic Monday to Tell the Truth Tuesday to three-hour shows to getting it down to where it is and being paid to be on the radio and being on other people's shows. Shout out to Hecka Radio. I was on her show over the weekend on Anchor. There's a podcast on Anchor. And I love talking to younger entrepreneurs, especially when they think that I'm just above that to sit down and have a conversation with you about what your content should be. Do you have six months of contact? context? Are you going to be on the radio every two days, every two days? So right now, everything that I've sold into from late 2018, literally for a year to date, I've done well. And that's why I'm going to always be blessed with more opportunities, more love, more life. 
right? Yeah, I sit around and I drag people to the white meat on their chest sometimes, but that's because you mean me and my child and my family harm. Other than that, I'm literally just like my sign. I'm just a crab. I just go out here. I do what I do. But if you come too close and you try to puncture that shell, you're going to get what you get. And I think that a lot of us need to focus on, you know, just the thought that you're just sitting there wishing for someone to have bad luck. You're going to get it first. And I really wish that people would get out the hamster wheel and just stand there and say, my life is a motherfucking mess. What the fuck did I do to offend the gods <laughs> in this moment? Because I guarantee you there's always something. Let me tell you something. When karma comes, you know exactly, I'm telling you, I don't care what you say, you know exactly where it came from. If I stole $11 from somebody, $11 is going to be missing about my account for some miscellaneous charge. And it's going to cause me to have to cancel that card, get, you know, get new cards for that bank account, and now I'm not accessible for six days, seven business days, because I stole $11 for no reason. Okay? It, it, it's literally the way of the world. Now, I used to say that I was an agent for karma and an agent for chaos because sometimes karma takes too long. But if you're sitting around wishing and waiting for someone to fall or to have bad luck, you've defeated the entire purpose of even believing in karma. Because for you to pray for someone else's downfall, yours is coming first. So then I get to watch you fall. Some of y'all going crazy right now because you're so angry and jealous and worried about what everybody else is doing. That's why I had that show Tuesday called Messy Bitch. Okay? When I want to be messy, oh, everybody getting their fucking feelings hurt. Because I know a lot and say less. Because I've, I've started realizing what a lot of different religions and things understand is that the less I say, the less I'm misunderstood. Right? So I don't feel the need to explain to you what you're doing wrong. I told you ten times. I don't feel the need to have a conversation with you about what I think you did. Because I'm going forward with, I don't care what you think I said or did. I'm going to let you rock with that. You right. You right. You know everything. You guys got to get out of the habit of praying for people's downfall. So put it this way. If you think that what this person did to you is so wrong, do you think that that's the only, you're the only person that that person did that to? No, honey. He might got, or she, might got 10 years of bad karma coming. And when it comes, it hurts. And it humbles them and it crumbles them, and it puts everybody in their place. But sometimes, yes, I do have to be Thanos. I do have to come in and start guillotining stuff because it's about survival of the fittest. If you're not going to be here and do your God-driven purpose, right, why would I want you around me so we can all be bums, so we can all be raggedy? There is a karma also associated with you coming here on this, in this realm and squandering your gifts. So let me get this straight. You can do X, Y, and Z with your hands, or you could do X, Y, and Z with your art, or you could do X, Y, and Z with your creativity, and you choose to be a bum-ass dude, and you choose to be a trick-ass bitch, that's what, that's what we're doing? There's a punishment for that. And I tell people all the time, when the guys want to talk to me, they hit me financially. And it'd be, it, listen, and I know it's them, because they hit me with just some weird stuff, like, Really? What? And then I stop and I say, okay, where is this coming from? Right? Because it doesn't want me to do X, Y, and Z. 
and wants me to do this. And then when I keep continuing, this is the first time in my life, and I was telling y'all about karma. Um, this is the first time in my life that I'm in a place where I feel like it's a fresh start. Like I feel like, you know, um, I'm thinking about things I never thought before. I'm doing things that I never did before. I'm, and I'm not scared, right? I'm not nervous. Because a lot of us get so chained into our depression and chained into our mental health issues that we forget to say, I've already lived my first half of life or I've already lived my first quarter of life. What am I supposed to be doing now? And if you listen hard enough, your ancestors will tell you, the television will tell you. The book, The Secret, is nothing, and I read that book probably about 20 years ago. The book, The Secret, is nothing but intention-driven. That's all it's about. It's about manifestations, manifesting things, and saying, okay, this is what this is. I need a parking spot. I think I want to say that was an example in the book. I need a parking spot. You envision a parking spot, parking spot shows up. Does it always work? No, but your intentions do. And so when you take your intentions and you start thinking about karma, the best thing to do is not worry about when someone else is going to have a downfall. I understand, especially when they're touching kids and doing this, this, and this. Let me tell you something. Those people will have their karma as well. You don't think that these mass shooters are going to suffer a karma? And here's the thing. For those of us, for those people that don't believe, they don't care what their karma was. They don't care. They only care that they're going to be remembered that they killed a million other people. So you see how you wishing bad on them isn't even going to work? Because it's not your job to do that. Yeah, it's your job to acknowledge it. It's your job to maybe tell the truth about it. It's your job to spread awareness about when people do heinous things or when people do messed up things to protect other people. Your job isn't to talk bad about people because I want to clear something up. My job about dragging any of my exes, which I've loved all of them very much, I loved all you hoes, I just want to put that out there. I did in that moment in time. And then 100% across the board, what did y'all do? You betrayed me, right? Now I got to be crazy because you betrayed me and your karma came in the form of me. See, I didn't wait for nobody to do nothing for me. If we was fighting, we was fighting. Ain't no man going to never tell you that he used to just beat my ass. No, we used to fight because you're not just going to hit me, put your hands on me, and I shouldn't even be having to have these conversations and be triggered and triggering other people. But I want to let y'all know that whatever I said about somebody, I meant it, and I'm not taking it back. You know why? Because I let those people ice skate all over my feelings, all over the truth, and all over me and let them slide. So the one time I grabbed that skate and yanked them, now that's the only thing that you remember. So y'all sitting up there waiting on my karma because I called your husband, right, because I know you still talk about me. I called your husband because I just wanted him to know that you was calling my boyfriend. Your karma is going to be something that has nothing to even do with me because I didn't even care about that. I just wanted you to know that I could touch you just like you could touch mine. Stop playing with me. You still have an issue with it because you're still doing stuff that you ain't got no business doing, and I know you're listening, Miss Down South. You don't want to hear the truth. Don't listen to my show because I'm going to trigger you every single time, every single time, because you don't live in your truth because you're a punk-ass bitch, and I said what I said, okay? So, no, I don't regret calling nobody. 
matter of fact, I don't have any regrets at all. I regret staying too long in relationships that did not serve me, that did not honor me, that I was not able to get through to somebody and let them know how much they meant to the universe and to me. And like I said before, you were sitting up there on the phone. You worried about everybody else. You sitting up there on the phone with somebody that might be harming women. I, I stand by that to this day that one of my exes is damn near a serial killer. And if he ain't killed nobody, he might. I stand on that. I stand on it that your weird vibes and your, your disassociation with women, right, because this was the ex that never laid a hand on me. I know he loved me to death. I know all of that. But I wouldn't be surprised if he had a kill room. I wouldn't be surprised if my picture, your picture, and 50 other women's pictures from the coffee shops was wallpapered in a garage. I wouldn't be surprised. Not because he can't have sex, successful relationships with women, but because something is skewed and something is wrong. And so I got weak and tried to help somebody that was outside of my realm of things to do, right? And you betrayed me with someone, not just, just you, because, honey, there was plenty, plenty people, right? But the point of the matter is I'm having a conversation with you because I'm trying to tell you as a woman, this man told me X, Y, and Z about you. Not that I was inclined to believe it at all. And the only thing I said was, she's a pretty girl. I don't know why she's doing that. You don't got to be sleeping with a whole bunch of dudes because you're unhappy in your marriage. Just leave, boo. You don't want to make the money. If you love this person over here, go over there. But I know what you're not going to do. I know you're not going to call my phone and ask X, Y, and Z. And I told you, boo saying that, and I'll tell your husband that if he called me. Stop playing with me. Y'all out here functioning with all these secrets and doing all this other stuff, and then you get mad at me because I yank your chain. You and your little friends. All y'all got secrets. I'm not the only person, and like I told you before, I'm not the only person. So y'all sitting up there talking about she's going to get her karma. Girl, when? When, honey? We're doing great. I'm doing great, sweetie. You need to either stop listening to my show or start living in your truth. Truth hurts. And I'll be here for you if you were trying to figure out what you needed to do and whatever, whatever. But you have a good job, so you are 90% better equipped to leave a situation than anybody else that I know of. But don't wreck yourself. And, and to any little girl or man that's listening to my show and you think I'm talking about you, I don't care. I probably am. The only reason I don't say your name is because legally I don't feel like having to pull receipts. Because remember, it's only slander if it's not true, right? So you can't even pull no receipt on me because if I did something, I'm going to tell you I did it. So I'm not going to suffer a karma for anything that I've done to you to get you to live in your truth and tell the truth. Now, I have enough Tell the Truth Tuesday shows about myself. I done got on this show, cried, talk about my mental health issues, talk about the vitamins I got to take to make sure that my mental capacity is proper, right, from losing my own parents. So you would be very silly to think that I just wake up every day and worry about what you're doing or just wishing bad on you. The only time you will catch me going into the moonlight with anything about you or anybody else is if you, I feel like you're going to harm me. Most of you people are fruit flies to me. You just swarm around, you make a lot of noise, and you're annoying, right? I don't feel any real threat to 90% of the people population on the earth. But there's a 10% that wants to hurt me because I know something, 
why don't you just live in your truth and then you don't got to worry about the karma of it because now you're allowing people to make choices. It's dangerous out here. So to all the people that sowed the seeds back in December, back in January, back in February, to make sure that they would have a proper harvest, kudos to you because I've been sowing my seeds. And like I said, I'm so scared now because that little 10% gets to me sometimes. I'm so scared to even share anything about my journey, my past, and things that I'm going through and things that I'm doing right now because they're so positive and so community-involved and so amazing that I don't need y'all coming over here trying to say, oh, well, I hope this happens to you, not that you're even that powerful enough. Because by the time I post something, I've already done it, I've been there, I've done that, it's good. I am happy, I am healthy, I am loved. And that's the only karma that I need right now. I don't need to be hated. I don't need to be, you know, um, viscerated. I don't need somebody to, quote, unquote, put me in my place, because what place is that? My place ain't never been behind no man. My place has either always been at the side of him or I'm stepping ahead of him. Because just because you have a man or y'all, you know, doing whatever it is y'all doing, my lifestyle's not going to change if I leave my dude or if he leave me. Yours might, but mine won't. So you see how that's how I function in the earth, okay? And whether I got a man or not, don't ever come at me or think that you could just come at me sideways as a man. Now I'm addressing the men. Y'all think that I'm just standing out here by myself. I have, (laughs) listen, I have a wall behind me of people that would do something for me because of the fact that maybe 10 years ago I did something for them. Maybe I helped their kids. Maybe I helped their mama. Maybe I helped their wife. Maybe I helped their girlfriend in a tough time. People don't forget that, and I'm forever grateful and thankful that I have people that if I said knock your head in between the wall and the washer and the dryer, they're going to do it, right? I have little girls right now that I just, I, I call them all my children. Literally, I have a ton of little girls, and I say little because, like I said, they're younger than me that would literally tear your whole face off and eat the bones in your face if I asked them to. But that's not the type of vibe we are. We over here talking about love. We over here playing in the moonlight. We over here having little drinking sessions and tear felt things and getting over deaths and getting over murders. You know, so contrary to popular belief, my karma is good. Thank you very much. Because just because I'm not posting it doesn't mean I'm not about peace. I'm not about apologies, but I am about peace. And I'm going to say this again. I've loved every single man that I've ever been with because it ain't that many. But the stuff that they did to me, I did not love. And so as a result, you got whatever you got. And then anybody else that came for me because of you, they got whatever they got. Whenever you are blessed out here, you have to remember that your steps are already ordered, right? So, yeah, fate changes every minute but your steps are already ordered. When you're not walking in alignment of what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to get that ankle twisted. And that's how I know I'm doing the right thing because it was on me to let y'all know I don't have no hate or animosity for none of y'all. I'm literally just chilling, doing what I do. But when I hear that people are wishing bad on me or, like, hoping that things happen to my kid and shit like that, That's when I have to go into protection mode, and I promise you, on all the stars in the sky, you won't win. If you wanted to come down to a spiritual battle between me over mine and you over yours, you won't win. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you guys with a song I've been vibing to all week, 
I love it. It sounds like happiness and sunshine. It sounds like summer. And it is my girl Solange, my birthday twin, because remember I told you all before, I'm not a crybaby cancer. I'm a karmic Solange in the elevator cancer. And the song is called Stay Slow. And I want you all to just stay in your power. Stay in your power. Don't let nobody knock you off and make you want to wish bad on somebody else. Because you're reaping what you already sold. If you don't know why you're going through 50 million odd bad things, it's not bad luck. At some point, whether it was 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 4 years ago, 2 years ago, it's just like a bill. Okay? It's just like your credit. Everything, you be doing whatever you want to do. You getting this from rent center you doing this, you getting that, you ain't paying the IRS, you ain't doing this, you ain't doing that. See, one people I don't play, I don't play with the IRS. If I owe the money, they can get their money right away, right now, today. But let's just say I did play with them. That's what they do. Student loans, same thing. They'll throw something on you so that at some point you have to stand still and say, I have to pay these people their money. The universe and karma is just like the IRS and student loans. They're exactly the same entities. I promise you they are. But until such time, stand still in your soul. Tell the truth about it because you take the power away from everybody else and just stay slow, y'all. 